your boy Sanchez and Cedric and we're back on the mic. It's been a while but listen life has been happening but we are here and we're excited um, sort of about, about being on the mic of course but but also we have a important topic that we want to discuss. Being today. back so, together feels so good the subject matter yeah. does not. Yeah but, yeah. Uh, but you need you know, to you need to run that back turbo and reintroduce yourself. Oh, reindu. Oh, oh, I forgot. I forgot. Or well, should actually, I do it? it? Should I do it? I, yeah. think you, I think you should do it. I should, hey, I y'all. Should do it. This is Token Confessions back on the mic. And that's right. It's your boys, Cedric Lundy, and now officially Dr. Sanchez Fair. <laughs> your boy walked. So good. <laughs> your boy walked, walked on Saturday. We got the paper. <laughs> it's official. We got that paper. He is officially we got the paper. a doctor. Official. Mm-hmm. He's yes, more, more yes. legit than Dr. J. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it and it still feels weird, you know, like all weekend, you know, family friends are like, you know, oh my gosh, you know, Dr. Sanchez, that, that has a great ring. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but I'm still Sanchez, I'm still the same guy, uh, you know, got some letters in front of the name, but um, but I'm going to wear it proudly. You know, it's a lot of work that's that's gone into this over the last three years. It's been my token confession, you know, which is kind of crazy that, you know... <laughs> What started a podcast, you know, led me to finishing my master's and really honestly shaping and influencing uh, a lot of my writing and research and, and yeah. my time. You'll uh, hear that on so. a previously recorded episode that is yet to be dropped. Yes, yes, yes. So, um, but so yeah, here we are, you know, we're back on the mic and uh, and we want to thank our Patreons. We want to thank you all for su- supporting us during this uh, I'm not going to call it a hiatus. I would just say we we had a lot going on. Yeah, we, <laughs> we needed some time. We had a lot of transition, um, and and things have, and life just happened. So, uh, so we're coming in today, and um, we're we're going to talk about this um, terrorism and and hate crime, <laughs> a racially motivated hate crime that happened in Buffalo, New York. Um, Admittedly, you know, uh, I, like I said, I've had a lot going on. I just graduated. You Saturday. were celebrating, and rightfully so, when the news yes. broke of the shooting yes. on Saturday. Yes. And yes. you yes. also had some other things going on. I had a family emergency, family emergency in, going in crisis, on that yeah. you really didn't need to be diving deep into yeah, yeah. the details of the shooting. Whereas yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> So was, so we're gonna I have a conversation. You you you're you're knee deep in it, and yeah. and I I I had to give myself permission to step out of where where I was the last you know five six days. Give myself a, an allotted amount of time. I gave myself about mm-hmm. 15, 20 minutes to engage with what was going on, and then I had to you know invite it out of the room so that I could be present um, and responsible with with things going on at the house. So. Um, but for those of you who don't know, there was a, there was a mass shooting, um, that was intentionally, uh, uh, against black people, uh, where a a, a white man, I I haven't gotten his name. They didn't disclose his name in the interview that I watched. His name is Peyton. Peyton. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. 18 Um, years old. 18 years old. He, uh, drove a couple of hours. They didn't say where he drove from. So you probably have that information. 200 miles. He drove 200 miles 
to Buffalo, New York, uh, where, according to the mayor, the the police uh, commissioner, and everybody, it's a, it's a town that's kind of like you know everybody knows each other. It's a town of peace. It seems like a, yeah. it's pretty low he, key. It, yeah, homie did his research. Yeah, he 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 did his research and he looked on public data and found this neighborhood in East Buffalo that is one percent white. Mm. So he, mm. the the first article I read basically described it like this, and I'm slightly paraphrasing. He got bored during the pandemic. Yeah. And he started doing a deep dive into some white supremacy stuff, and in, in particular, the um, Great Replacement Theory, which I'm sure we'll get into later. Oh, I wrote, um, I wrote about it. Oh, in your in your paper. Uh, well, I wrote about replacement theology um, and how it, it it parallels with uh, Christian nationalism, um, evangelicalism, and and the dangers of that. And you yeah. know, kind of let's just let's just sit here for a second. But yeah, I make the argument it. of of the the idea of replacement theology and the church, the the big C church, mm-hmm. um, replacing Israel. But if that's the case, then there's no point of Jesus coming because Israel's purpose was to fulfill God's mission. And to it's it's very convoluted and very complex, and there are different levels yeah. to uh, you know super. They would not call it replacement called. theology; they would call it covenant theology. Covenant and the first theology, covenant yeah. is with Israel, yeah. Yeah. and the yeah. second yeah. is yeah. with basically the, the quote the church, which basically right. is a stand-in or replacement, right? Replacement for Israel. of Israel. But yeah. when you yeah. combine that with Christian nationalism and the unholy marriage of the church or, or yep. Protestantism and um, white supremacy, basically white people, people who yep. deem themselves white, are the ones that specifically in America replacing right. Israel. Right, right, right. So I haven't re- I, I've seen various articles surfacing about that. Uh, but I didn't know uh, the de- details and nuances of how it yeah. pertained to this mm-hmm. case. But so go ahead and continue. Yeah, I mean, he just he had not been really going to school. He was doing mostly online classes. But even when it wasn't online, you know, he's at home. I mean, when it wasn't online, when it wasn't in person during the lockdown, when everybody was in the house, this is what he's diving in. So the Atlantic has a really good article where they totally debunk the whole lone wolf thing, right? Because they were, oh, he acted right. on his own, right? And they said, yeah, he was a lone wolf with a with an online pack, right? right. <laughs> with a with an online community of all these folks who were supporting him. You know what it reminded me of? Um, uh, I know exactly what you're gonna say. Uh, Batman. Yep, the Riddler and the new Batman. The Riddler and the Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, he yeah. had an yeah. online path I community. Even, I had, right, I haven't even read any of this stuff, but as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, the Riddler. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. So, um, which of course, in the movie, those folks eventually get from behind their screen too. Spoiler alert. And, and join him in solidarity. Yeah, it's not too big of a spoiler, but you know, folks will get yeah. to it. Yeah. If they haven't watched it. But um yeah, so yeah, this 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 kid is a kid who when his junior year, the end of his junior year, he was given an assignment in class 
where they were to like basically do a project around what do they want to do after high school. And he said, uh, murder suicide. What? Mass murder suicide. No. Yes. So of course you can't be serious. No, I'm dead serious. Right. So they wow. went ahead and you know did the whole thing where they brought him in, let him see a counselor, evaluated him, and he was released a couple of days later. Wow. And then they basically so is it, is it, lost track go, of him. Go ahead. So is that why? You know, some people have tried to make it a mental health or mental illness thing. Well, they would anyway, because every time there's a mass shooting, they try to say mental illness. And we know lots of people, in particular people, and I'm going to cut the BS today. I'm just going to go in. (laughs) Go for it. A lot of the people who are complicit by their passivity and refusal to do anything and address white supremacy and racism... They like to say it's a mental illness. Right. They like to say the it being that racism. In particular, the kind of racism that expresses itself through that kind of violence is a mental illness. It's their way of kind of, again, separating themselves from someone like him. Because despite the fact that they hold very similar beliefs or are swimming in the same waters of these ideas around that that stoke the fear around black and brown people getting a numerical majority in our country despite the fact as we have oftentimes said and this is where the definition of racism basically being um prejudice with power comes into play because Right. right It doesn't matter if you become the numerical minority if you still hold all the power in society. Look right. at a lot of different countries in Africa, right? Where right. for the longest time, it was an overwhelming black majority, but it was white ruled right. Right. by design. So, right. But they've been stoking these fears every time they do a study. Oh, America is going to be majority minority you know the, the 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 racial majority will no longer be white by 2040 the number of times i've seen in my lifetime which we've right, talked about right. in this pod right reports right. about that that's basically stoking that fear that one day they're right. not going to be the majority anymore to right. excuse me tucker carlson every night on his show stoking those fears and about how, you know, liberals are okay with all these immigrants coming into the country. Right? Those people are swimming in the same ideas. They just they just in the shallow end, but they in the same pool as this kid. Right. Right. So I mean I, mean, I, I could keep like, bro, keep going. Do you do you, do you not realize like your ancestors are immigrants to this country? <laughs> Like this but, ain't your land, but but that's <laughs> like, you know, that's that's part of the problem, I, right? Right, and and you know the other thing is like you know I, you know and I hate the whole like liberal conservative nonsense, but I'm like false binary, it, yes, it, yeah, yeah, but but I, I I hadn't seen many quote unquote deemed liberals commit like racially motivated terrorist hate crimes. I'm not saying they don't do stuff, but. 
<laughs> but I, I was just like, man, like, and but, I think that's what makes it really dangerous to 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 explicitly and and, and like it, associate yourself with something like a, a, a specific party or idea. Right. But to your point of how ridiculous the partisan binary liberal conservative whatever has gotten is I know conservative leaning folks who are already saying, well, did you read his his screed, his 180 page screed where he basically explained why he was doing what he was doing and is filled with racial slurs and all these different. I mean, dude had apparently pie charts, graphs showing how if we don't do something People of color are going to take over this country. They're going to have more votes. They're going to be able to take over everything. And us white people, we're going to be in trouble. Bro, I know conservative-leaning folks who are pushing the idea that this kid... He he wrote a 180-page manifesto. Yeah, because that's what they do. Because, okay, he was inspired by, guess who? Who was one of the people he modeled what he did? Because he was in full tactical gear and live-streamed it on Twitch. It got shut down two minutes in. Wow. Which, of course, the governor of New York is like, she's railing on social media. It's like, what's social media supposed to do? Okay, it was being live streamed. People are dead because of the racism. We got books being banned and you worried about freaking social media. Right, right. (laughs) I mean, give me a break. Give me a break. Wow. But, yeah. Um, he, he, He's in full tactical gear. He's he's live streaming it, and I forgot where I was going a second ago. You were saying you were, you, you were saying governor. You, you were going to say who, who he modeled it after. Oh, thank you, thank you. He modeled it after the New Zealand Christchurch, New Zealand shooter that went in and massacred that mosque and killed fifty-one people. He basically was copycatting that guy. Wow. Which. This is since since that incident, that tragedy, we have now had four straight years where a white male shooter has, in essence, mentioned in their little screed that they were inspired by that dude. Wow. The El Paso shooting in the Walmart. The um, I think I think um, the 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 synagogue uh, in Pittsburgh was okay. before yep. the New Zealand guy, but okay. then there is also the synagogue out in California. Yeah. So they're targeting black folks. The Walmart in El Paso was predominantly Hispanic and Jews. And these folks on here talking about, oh well, he was a he was a progressive liberal. He hated conservatives. I'm just like, number one, what difference does it make beyond some pissing contests that you guys right, want to continue right. to engage in about who's worse and the lesser two right. evils BS? Right. But then also, like, to your point. If he's mad at conservatives, it's because he believes that the conservatives are supposed to be taking up his cause. But they right, look at right. that he labeled himself a socialist, which again, 
Like, these folks don't know and understand, and probably him either, what socialism actually is. Right, right. But he was anti-capitalist, which, I mean, again, you got some kid, some 18-year-old kid who, I'm going to just say it. Sounds like he didn't finish high school. He's supposed to graduate this year, I think, because that project was basically... Well, no, sorry, he graduated. They had a ceremony for him in the yard because they were talking to his neighbors, and they were like, oh, yeah, I remember, da-da-da-da-da. But, like, I'm just like, where was your mama? Where was your daddy? Right. Right. Like, what what are you... Where are your parents at? Right, but then I say, Cedric, you said it yourself. This we got breadcrumbs. Well, that's why. That's and, why he's a. And, that's why he's a progressive liberal. He didn't have good parents and all. <laughs> I'm sorry. Lord have mercy. I'm sorry. Listen, I'm sorry. We need a little something for the levity because I'm not gonna lie. I was. I was. I probably haven't been that low. Um, just as in terms of emotionally in response yesterday since Philando Castile. Mm. Um, mm. Be- and which is, seems odd to say because I mean yeah. Brianna Taylor, Ahmaud Arbery, Brianna Taylor and George Floyd back to back to back in three months straight in like yeah. a matter of eight weeks yeah, was, was that was hard. Yeah. But here's the difference. Because those were two of those we had video of, we had more people who, at least at the start, were willing to um, hear what we had to say, grieve with us, mourn with us. Mm-hmm. And just as we predicted... Many of them people, yo, if this they was tired. Madden, right, they tired. They stamina bars low. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I did see a, a video or a clip where maybe it was from his live stream where he was running in the store and saw white people kind of crouched down and like pointed the gun and then like said, sorry, and then kept going. Yeah. No, he, bro, he had. Wow. On the iron sight of his AR-15, it was written in white, nigger. Really? Yes. He was in there hunting black folks. And so we got 10 beautiful souls minding their own damn business. At the store. At the store. Um... That, you know, one lady, she's been running like a food pantry for like 25 years. Yeah. You got a dad or uncle in there getting something for his son or his nephew for his birthday. I mean, again, just people doing average everyday stuff, minding their own business. Yeah. And here's this dude who has been putting in time and effort to plan this one of the things that released today is that one of the security guards said 
I recognize him. He was here a month, month and a half ago, basically doing surveillance. Because wow. he looked a little fishy then, and I confronted wow. him. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So let me ask you this. Do you think we're going to see more of this? Yes. And it yeah. scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Because... Yeah. Because this is this this is when you when you talk about the manifesto and who he's modeling. I mean, my mind went to Charleston because that's where I was. So, it, and I think maybe that's why I haven't engaged because of PTSD from what 2016. Yeah, I'm the black youth pastor yeah, in charge 20, of leading 2015. these 2015, 2015 black youth pastor leading these majority white middle schoolers, and I think I had maybe two or three black kids on the trip and we're, we're a mile away from all of this happening. Um, and you know, once we got back to, you know, Charleston Southern where we're, we're staying and and stuff like, you know, um, yeah, it it, it was, yeah, I, 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 like I said, I, I, I've had a lot going on, but I didn't want to relive being so proximate and close to that happening a couple of miles away. Um, and and thinking like man like you you've got to be a um yeah i mean you just have to be a sick i mean sick person uh for sure but but i i also just wonder how many sick people there are i i think people that are that are um maybe not as uh it, it goes back to how we talk about people that are overtly racist and then like explicitly racist and implicitly racist like it's still just as damaging, and I th- I just wonder how many people actually think like that, or right. believe some of the ideals that he carries about. Oh, we got to take back our country and but, all of these things. And yeah, go ahead. No, I mean fin- finish your thought. I'm I'm sorry because you know me when I get on my soapbox. Yeah. So Charleston, you mentioned Charleston. That was 2015 yeah. when Dylan Roof happened. What happened two years later? That's 2017. Not Charleston, but another city that starts with the same first three letters. Oh, um, uh, four, in fact. Uh, West, is you talking about West Virginia? Yeah, Charlottesville. Oh, Charlottesville. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. tiki torches. Right. What were they chanting? Hell, I don't remember. You will not replace us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that was in Black Klansman. Right. At the end. Right. They wow. were chanting, you yeah. will not replace us. All wow. that was happening was removing the statue of right. Robert E. Lee. And they took to the streets in their white polos and khaki pants with tiki yeah. torches chanting, you will not replace us. So how sick do you yeah. really have to be? Yeah. I mean, January 6th, right? Yeah. What's that in response yeah. to? Yeah. An election where your proxy of white supremacy, ex- you know, <laughs> socially acceptable white supremacy right. got voted out of right. office largely due to one of the largest... Um, voter turnouts of black Americans in U.S. electoral history. Yeah. And what were the cities they were focused on of overturning the votes? 
and trying to say, you know, they're trying to steal the election. Predominantly what? What? Yeah. black yeah. cities and counties. Yeah. Right? I'm calling it voter, voter fraud. Right. But also, remember, what was the first thing we said back in the end of 2015 when Donald Trump announced his bid for the presidency? And he came out there and vowed to, quote, make America great again. What, what did we yep. say that was cold for? Yeah. Make America white again. Exactly. Yeah. So my thing is, is you ain't got to be sick. You just got to live here mm. and consume yeah. all of the race neutral messaging that is in essence promoting and making okay the great replacement theory without actually naming it. Sure, we got a lot of extremists, but we got a lot of people who are one push away. It's like it's like that scene scene in 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 in, in Batman: The Dark Knight when when uh, the Joker is talking about uh, Harvey Dent. Yeah. You know, I just gave him a little push. So yeah. that's what it, all it takes. And for this yeah. kid, the push was the pandemic. Yeah. And again, for a lot of these folks, the push. And this is how ridiculous, and to your point, sick it is. The real push has been what? That black folks had the audacity to say that our lives matter. Yeah. Yeah. In the face of violent white supremacy and racism, we had the audacity to say that our lives matter. And that's the push. Yeah. 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 Now it's just, you know, yeah. And it's funny because, you know, when you talk about replacement theology um, or or just replacement theory, um, I mean, I I just, I I can't help but see all this stuff from a historic lens, Mm -hmm. right? Like there's always, there's always, um, you take slavery, right? And and emancipation, what mm-hmm. was the backlash of that? Re- the Civil War, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you know, you, you get out of the Civil War, then you have the Great Depression, which was inflation because you couldn't sustain the free labor that you've gotten for hundreds of years. So, of course, you're going to go bankrupt. And so what what led to the next thing? Jim Crow. Okay, so let's fight against Jim Crow. <laughs> right? And then what happened with Jim Crow? The Civil Rights Movement. Okay, well, let's fight against the civil rights movement and form the moral majority, and let's start getting these things done in the in the in the office with block voting, getting evangelical pastors resurgence of the evangelical wave, which kind of died and fizzled out because they didn't have much to say during um, Jim Crow, and they were really silent. And then, of course, we see the resurgence of their complicity during the civil rights movement, and then you get the the various things and. Uh, you know, communists, socialism, they're, they're a threat to our great democracy and society. And then you go to, you know, uh, civil rights and, and, and so forth and so on, the memorial majority. And then you go into the, the crack or the world, the crack epidemic and war on black people, the AIDS crisis. <laughs> then you go into, you know, George Bush don't like black people. <laughs> And then you go to I got Obama. Reminded of that recently. <laughs> right. And then you get to Obama and then, you know, 
out of Obama, you go to Trump. So, like, you always see this ebb and flow, this back and forth, you know, where there's progress, uh, but there's backlash. You know, no, you know, and maybe that's just life in general, but, um, but yeah, for me, but, I'm just more or less, I'm giving you an overview, mm-hmm. a, 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 a 500,000 foot view of the, the dichotomies that have happened historically since slavery. And, and that's, that's a pattern that we, we need to identify and really honestly research. Go research reconstruction uh, and, and all of that. The Civil War, the Civil War as a theological crisis, um, uh, phenomenal book. Uh, Mark Knoll, phenomenal book. Uh, go into the color of law, Richard Rothstein, and, and hear how these things systemically started to build uh, post uh, Civil War and, and that sort of thing, and how they continue to impact um, and, and penetrate um, our, our society today. And, and I think that's the part where. Uh, it can be frustrating to have conversations with people. Um, I was thinking about a couple of friends. I mean, you you know my Facebook demographic. It's really diverse, but you see a lot of friends that um, are from small rural towns, and you know their their main source of news is, is Facebook or, or or their particular media outlets, and, and it breaks my heart because you know, of course, I want to engage and use it as an opportunity to educate. And for some, for some folks, I, I've been able to do that and it's helped them process and navigate. But you kind of just don't even try with certain people because, because you, you, you know, uh, there's, there's, there's something to be, there's something to be said for people that are just naive um, and are trying to figure things out versus there's some people that are just ignorant um, and so bigoted, like you, you just can't, you can't even go there. Yeah. You can't even do. There's nothing you can do about it. Right. It's it's that's where I remind myself of you know Jesus saying you know don't throw your pearls for swine unless they trample it yeah. underfoot. That's why you know again remember you know Jesus sending out the seventy two and you go into the home and you give them the message and you know if they if they receive it then great stay a while but if they don't man don't sweat it. Dust the sand, you know, sand off your off your feet and move on. Move to right. the next town. Right. Move to the next house. And right. yeah, I'm, just, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spend a whole lot of time arguing with folks that have shown themselves to be disingenuous. Right. And um, right, yeah. but it's also is it, but the part that sucks is like some of my more radical conservative friends. Like they can't, they can't connect the dots of, they can't fully, whether it's by choice or not, they cannot connect the dots to why things like this in Buffalo are very important and very telling. Because again, like what you're subscribing to and the things that you're saying are very identical to this person's beliefs. And if you're honest with yourself, you fear, uh, Elements of losing power yeah. and influence and status, and that, I'm, I'm not going to say that's explicitly for all white people, no, because, because there's some black conservatives that are benefiting in these spaces. That that it's it is preserving the status quo. Quo. Uh, status. Sorry, quo. Uh, <laughs> my gosh, words are hard. Um, you know, and so, it, it, but but you know, I, I um, yeah, I, I think I've, what I've learned in therapy is like you have to invite things in and out uh, so that you stay healthy and focus on your vision and purpose. Because, again, like as much as I used to want to win and educate and help people, 
Um, I'm not going to waste my time with mm-hmm. people that aren't coming to the table and saying like, hey, like, let's have a dialogue. This is where I'm coming from and this is kind of what I'm seeing. Um, and then I also want to hear your perspective. Um, you know, I, I think about in this case with these kinds of folks, it's the Joyner Lucas video that went viral. I'm not a racist. I don't know if you remember that. It, bro, mm. that song is fire. It, it was it was a black guy and a white guy. A white guy. Oh, I, yeah, but, I remember that video. Yeah. I hated that yeah. video. Yeah, yeah, but it's it's that like it's that like conversation intention that I'm like, man, ugh. Oof. But so, you, um, you know what? I, I was really quick to say I hated that video. You know what didn't sit right with me on that video? Sure, probably the ending. I don't remember how it ended because it was basically, um, it. Presented that false idea of both sidisms, right? And it's not, right? As we've said before on this podcast, oh, you want to talk about it work both ways? Tell me more about this place and this time where black people constructed the idea of race, made a caste system place themselves on top and deem people white on the bottom and use that as a justification for invading sorry discovering (laughs) (laughs) their native homelands and stripping them completely of their culture um and or basically stealing them away from their country and taking them to another country, stripping them of their name, their culture, their family, their right. their their identity beyond their own bodies and owning that, and put them in subjugation and servitude, legal, lawful, justified by faith, religious institutions. Tell well, me the more. Had to invade Canaan. <laughs> you tell that to a you, black you, Hebrew Israelite because I ain't right, one. <laughs> right, 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 <laughs> right. But it's but but I wonder if subconsciously that's that's the 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 embedded psyche of a lot of especially Euros. Right. But Europeans you don't, and, and, and that's my point. You don't make a video like that if you don't, in some ways, kind of believe that. Right, 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 and the German influence and all of that, and like it. Right, because if I made that video, semitism and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Listen, if I made that video, it would be the black guy talking and the white guy shutting the hell up and listening and learning. Yeah, because yeah. again, like, not to be like people who are maybe new to the podcast might be like, <gasps> but people who've been with us for a while. I'm sure they get it. So I'm not even going to bother with the prefacing. But, I, the whole concept behind this podcast is token confessions. Primarily black faces that have existed and lived in white evangelical spaces. So we know about your culture. Right. Because in right. order for us to even be embraced and accepted in it, we had to, as black men, assimilate into it by discarding our own cultural 
uniqueness right. and divinity. Right. By embracing right. yours, the deemed yeah. white one. So no, yeah. and I, yeah. it, if I made the video, it'd be the black guy talking, the white guy listening. I have yeah. a interrupter real quick. See, we hadn't done this in a while, you know. So we're <laughs> not used to Isla coming in to tell me good night. No, it's all good. That's so sweet. All right, that's so all sweet. Right. Um, yeah, but I gotta and, be careful. You know, I don't want to be called out like uh, uh, T. Morant for you know actually loving on my child. No, no, not at all. <laughs> and and I would say this now: that video was made in 2017. Mm-hmm. And and so where I think I will cut it a little slack is. I don't think he would write the same thing now. Good. I don't I don't I don't think he would write the same thing now because I, I would I would have to put myself back to twenty seventeen and where I was to understand mm-hmm. that I think I was working in was I working I think I was working in West Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. And and so there was a lot of that trying to understand that energy. that energy. So 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 hear what we just said in 2022 but in all fairness we're going to contextualize it for where it was and what it did and 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 it was i think it was what the first year of trump's error and so it was and that's the other reason why i'm like no i reject this yeah (laughs) (laughs) now and i say yeah yeah no doubt no doubt no doubt but 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 i i would to to bring it full circle back to buffalo and the point we're at in america now is like this, this type of um, both sidesism, like it's it's not it's not a relevant excuse. Um, it, it, it's just not plausible. Um, and and I think if people are on that train, um, I would I would definitely encourage people um, to to do more do more work and do more study hmm. with credible sources and credible material because because you again, can get like, your hands on the materials because a lot of them are banned now. Well, or about oh, there, to be there you go. There you go, and, and some of it, but some of it, go to a library, go find, yeah, it. Go, go to the library, go to black, go to, go to, uh, dare I say it, go to black institutions, go to Latino institutions, go to like go to the the primary sources, and don't rely on media to 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 shape your narrative, and that's the man, the power of media, man, it's uh, it's it's beyond me, you know, it it, it is beyond me, and, and like I think. Uh, the worst thing that could have happened, and I, I, hear me say, I like, social media is what it is. There are positives. Bro, we wouldn't be doing it. this if there wasn't social media. Right, right, right. But the greatest <laughs> negatives is is the amount of reliability that people place on media and social media. People giving, literally giving their opinions and their perspectives without ever vetting these people out, whether it's on a podcast, whether it's on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook articles. Like, please vet your sources. Please vet your sources. Like, I will be quick to tell you when I feel confident in something and when I don't, but I could probably point you to somebody that's credible. And I think that that's why this is super convoluted and nuanced for me. Um, but again, when it comes to Buffalo, like, it, 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 it's undeniable that this is terrorism. This is a racially motivated hate crime. But I just hope that people wrestle with their own beliefs that align with what is being said. Yeah. And not get and not dismiss this person, uh, whatever his name is, Connor, Patrick, whatever. Peyton. Uh, Peyton. I knew I was close. 
like, don't dismiss what he has said because he doesn't subscribe to capitalism and considers himself a socialist. And, and there's like, again, there are some successful friends that I have that did that barely graduated high school and doing really well, but you can't hang your hat on this person's understanding of what capitalism or socialism is because it's, it, you just can't. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'd say all those things and just, again, I mean, people do anything to distance themselves from any kind of sense of complicity of swimming in the same waters. Like I said, you got a lot of people who are saying stuff like this and other things that are basically in the shallow end of the same pool. Right. Right. They swim right. in the same waters. So what do these people do? They divest of whiteness. Elaborate for those that haven't been tracking with our podcast. So, again, race is a construct. It's biologically false. It's politically real. Whiteness is basically a collection of people um, who were of European descent, of various different countries in Europe who took off their cultural uniqueness and divinity to embrace whiteness in order to be accepted and get the full rights and benefits of citizenship in this country, right? And whiteness, ironically, has never been this static thing where it was defined and that's been the definition ever since. And why is that? Because of replacement theory. Yep. Anytime it looked like the the numbers were getting too close, that the margin was slimming, they widened and redefined whiteness by basically absorbing another group of people who could then be considered white, who previously had not been considered white. So Greeks, um, Italians, yep. uh, the Irish... The Catholic, right? There's multiple different examples of different groups of people at different times who were not considered white. They were yep. considered black, but they definitely weren't considered white either. And right. as we've detailed with the Azawa versus the U.S. Supreme Court and the 10 uh, U.S. Supreme Court 1923, um, there's other groups that were not permitted to be absorbed into whiteness specifically right. indian and asian americans Indians. which yep. not ironically where did we have another church shooting at yesterday a taiwanese mm. church in southern california wow where did we have three different shootings at um in dallas asian salons yep last week right yep. so i mean yeah folks are going to have to divest of whiteness and learn their history. Somebody uh, put up a quote on Instagram and had this um, Native American speaker speaking to a group. And he said, how many folks in here are indigenous? And, you know, certain people raised uh, their hands. And he said to them, everyone in this room is indigenous to somewhere. 
And I was like, wow, that's yeah. really like that's part of what we're saying is they've forgotten where they're from and they have no connection to their culture that somewhere down the line, someone in their family line basically gave it up for the promise and privilege of whiteness. So yeah. we gotta they gotta start divesting of it. I I, I don't know what yeah. else to say because I'm at yeah. the point where, you know, Emma keeps saying to me, You ready to move back to Scotland? And I'm running out of reasons to say no. Yeah. 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 And my other advice in this conversation to to affirm what you just said is to also like I think another the the classism right like you you have to you have to see how this is impacting various classes whether it's poor lower middle class middle class upper middle class and and, and the top one the wealthy and the top one percent and and I think those definitely um, play a, a huge part in this conversation and so um, because the goal is to keep the middle class and below divided on these things. Yeah. Um, and, and, and we, we have to make sure, you know, those of you who are maybe in upper middle class and below, uh, you can't be pawns in this game because it, like, if, if we continue to allow this to, and, and I think about this from the vantage point of, um, speaking of black Klansmen, but you remember the scene where, um, they were starting to galvanize their relationships with the poor whites, the, the Latinos, the blacks. No, that's not black Klansmen. That's uh, black, uh, black Jesus, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. I'm sorry, I misspoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you, you see, you see how that started to really, really gain some traction because people started to realize, like, hey, wait, wait a second. Like, we can have our perspectives and our views and the things we're passionate about, but, but we ain't gonna be pawns in this. And, and so I think that that same kind of philosophy of what they were doing or trying to do during the civil rights movement. I think that is worth us considering as we, we really try to hit this broader conversation head on. But, but again, if you're not divesting right. of the idea of whiteness and whiteness doesn't just explicitly um, uh, pertain or, or apply to white people, because <laughs> there are plenty of, of people of color who subscribe to this idea as well. And it's, right. and it's really toxic and dangerous. What are those black folks who subscribe to it tend to do? They are in what we refer to as the sunken place or trapped right. in black self-hate. Because in order for yeah. a black person to take this on, they basically have to buy into what white supremacy says about black folks. That they yeah. are inherently inferior. And the only way yeah. that they can hope to be reformed is by to put by putting on the ways of whiteness without yeah. ever calling it out. Yeah, Just man, and, and you, normal. you say that, you say that, bro. Uh, I'm not going to go into my recent uh, contract position at an evangelical church, but the campus pastor was black. And man, um, I, I, you know, I went through social media and I saw a picture of his daughter. And have you seen you on Amazon? You, it was uh, Jordan Peele's, uh, it was his uh, sequel to um, Get Out and all of that stuff. Was it a TV show? Seen? It was a like a TV series, docu-series. Oh, no, 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 I didn't oh, watch bro. that. I remember oh, bro. I told so, you, I ain't trying to be traumatized. I know, I know, but it was so, <laughs> so good. It was about a black family that moved into yeah. a white neighborhood. Yeah, Father's yeah. engineer gets shafted. 
But there's a scene where his daughter is trying to be a cheerleader and she has white paint on her face. And she's like, thinks, and it's a, she, she's facing her alter ego, the demon of, of the white side of wanting to dye her black skin. And, you know, she's mm-hmm. dancing in the room and it's all these cheerleaders. And then the cheerleaders like are invisible. They don't exist. And it's just her in the sunken place. And I saw a picture of this, this guy's daughter. And I was like, oh, dang. Immediate, immediately, mm-hmm. that that's what. Now I'm I'm not projecting, but but knowing some of the ins and outs of this, I was like, oh man, it still it still exists. So, um, so anyways, <laughs> I I could go on and on, but but I I, I think you know again I I have to, <laughs> I I think I'm reaching my ceiling because <laughs> there's been a lot going on and, and yeah. I gotta check in on some family, but uh, yeah. but man, like but, man, we we go ahead, go ahead. I would say the other thing is, too, because, I mean, the reality is, is Celestine Cheney, Roberta Drury, Andre McNeil, Catherine Massey, Margus Morrison, Hayward Patterson, Aaron Salter Jr., Geraldine Talley, Ruth Whitfield, and Pearl Young are no longer with us. Right. And this is yet again, these, these beautiful black souls have been taken from the earth and this hits hard this hits hard and it's one thing for white people to divest the whiteness but what do black people do while we wait for that to happen yeah yeah unfortunately uh again getting to the end of research and studying um it's it's not fair. It kind of goes to something I'm dealing with right now. Like, why do bad things happen to innocent people? And um, is that when it comes to race, racism and stuff, I just don't see it. It's, in my opinion, right, currently as it stands, it's always at the expense and pace of, of white yeah. people's progression. See, that's where I'm like, this is beyond. That's, that's the, that, yeah. that, that, that's the, that's the hard reality is, is, is it it is because but it, and this is why you can't separate power from racism you can't separate prejudice from racism racism is power plus prejudice and then how that impacts systems because i i want it to come to a different conclusion but not only in my experiences not only in people that we know that are getting blackballed right now because they are speaking out and educating people, it, it racial progression, unfortunately, because of power structures and balance right now and influence and, and, and deep pockets, it is at the pace of the majority culture's progression. It is. Yeah. So and what it, do and we it, and as, it sucks. So what do we as black people do? Well, it, it you know, you could say one could argue you build your own empire and wealth and, and that sort of thing, but we've seen where okay, well, we're gonna go shop black, we're gonna be black, we're gonna support black and all this stuff, and black people have to follow through. We have to get our stuff. We have to deal with our internal stuff. (laughs) We have to deal with our internal issues and overcome some of this stuff. We have to support one another. We have to, we, you have to get your, get your mental right. But, but man, honestly, I, I, 
I can't answer that question in the current headspace. I'm in. <laughs> I can't. I can't answer that question um, because I, I'm listening to Kendrick Lamar's album right now, and I'm like, bro, he is boom, 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 every topic that you can hit. Yo, know, it's funny because a friend of mine was like, I'm just not really feeling it. You know, the music production. Da, da, da. I'm just like, it's amazing. Well, I, I'm just like. When you're talking about the things he's talking about, it shouldn't sound like just the same old. It ain't whatever. Drake. <laughs> it ain't Drake. It ain't. It, it ain't. It ain't pop, yeah, man. Yeah, like, yeah, no. Like this guy. But it's has not even. He's he is literally evolving and growing, and you can't just listen to a Kendrick album isolated from the rest of his work. No, you have no, to. You, you, you have to listen to it. Within the context of what he's already given us, because otherwise there, there are quadruple meanings to everything. everything. And, and, okay, to help people, let's go on Kendrick because Kendrick is is phenomenal. Go listen to the podcast. Look up the podcast. Dissect. Mm-hmm. Cole Kushner does an excellent job at dissecting Kendrick's work. And if you want to understand what he's talking about and what he's going through, and exactly to Cedric's point, his evolution, go listen to that podcast. And then go listen to his newest work, but, but honestly, man, I, I I'm not saying I'm hopeless in, in us doing better and 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 supporting ourselves. I just yeah, I, I got it, it, it's tough. It's I got tough. a simpler simpler one. <laughs> um, there's two. One's a little bit more, I don't know, borderline defeatist. Yeah, but like Andre Henry said it today on Twitter. Black folks, what's your exit strategy? Like, it's at some point, because right, the lie of, of 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 progress is that the universe somehow is 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 subjected to some kind of moral arc that's going right. to naturally lead it into a better day. So we, right. you know, we just need to sit back and let it happen. And listen, we ain't, we ain't got time for that. Like. Right. We tired. We tired. And we don't have the benefit and the privilege of just waiting for the universe to, to bend to the moral arc. Yeah, right. Keep building bridges. Well, you know, I'm going to say this. I find it fascinating how many progressive Christians basically who have an issue with God basically take all the positive attributes of God and assign it to the universe. But I digress. Um, Won't go there. <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Ooh, that's that's another that's another podcast. Yes, yes. Um, but yo, we've got a long history as black folks, which in a lot of ways has defined us, which is to make lemonade out of lemons. Yep. Which is to continue to live, love, laugh, and create. And even allow for the darkest of days to be the dirt with which we make something beautiful. Right. That's all I got. Yeah, I agree. And that was Token Confessions, fam. Make sure you are subscribed, following us on social media, uh, our personal pages, Token Confessions, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, If you're not a Patreon, please 
please uh, support us there. Um, we're going to continue to release some podcasts uh, as they come. Um, I don't think we're going to try to force anything, but we've got some that we're going to start releasing. Um, we got some in the hopper for sure. And, uh, and we got, we got, we're going to we'll probably record a few more before we, oh, we yeah. go to the UK. So, uh, so we're going to, we're going to celebrate this summer and, uh, yeah, stay strong, protect yourself, protect your peace, stay healthy. Uh, man. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll catch y'all soon. We're speaking of Scotland. I think I'm about to go get me some scotch. <laughs> <laughs>